This is Blockbuster Film School Office Hours. Blockbuster Film School Office Hours. It's Blockbuster Film School Office Hours. Office Hours. Office Hours. Welcome to the Blockbuster Film School. I'm Alex Bonner, and as always, I am joined by your other fabulous co-host, Mr. Nicholas Sauter. Hi. Hi. Well, like I said, we are here during the Prison Planet. We are here to give you some picks to watch on your streaming service. We've chosen different streaming services. We have some awesome ones. If you want to know what to pick on Netflix or Shudder, those are all up. Amazon Prime, we've already got those up. But this week, this week, this day, we've decided to let you know. Time is time is irrelevant. Time is irrelevant. What you day know, is today? Yeah. Tuesday? I don't know. Thursday? Combina- combination of Thursday and Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Upteen Day. Ah, I this see. lousy March weather. <laughs> yes, one of those days that we're in. I don't know. And we've decided this time to give you some hot Nick picks on Disney Plus. It's got the little cross, so you know it's extra. Yeah, as opposed to Disney subtraction, which is all the old racist cartoons that they got rid of. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's still racist, just not as obvious. Yes, yes, they're subtle. Snow White. Yeah. Mm, she has dwarf slaves. Mm, the lady's black. Mm, who's the bad guy? Mm. Anyway, that won't be one of my Bambi. Disney. <laughs> Thumper. Rabbits are dumb. We all know that. Yeah. That is a true stereotype. We're going to go into it. None of those will be any of my picks for Disney+. Plus. Uh, we're going to do these kind of quick because, obviously, you don't want to listen that long for this. You want these picks. You need them. What am I supposed to watch? Plus, Brian you. told us the last one was too long. <laughs> Why would that be? It was We were drinking. So, Nicholas, what is your first pick for Disney Plus? Well, let me answer that with a question. Ooh. Brian, can I see your phone? <laughs> would you like me to do mine? Uh, no, we're fine. Okay. My first pick is Honey, I Shrunk mm. the Kids. It's a classic. It is a classic. Rick Moranis is one of the most underrated actors of all time. That's absolutely true. And like we always talk about, he kind of retired because he wanted to raise his children. Uh, my kids, yeah. they need a father. He's trying to... It's very Canadian. <laughs> but the movie still looks great. The practical yeah. effects are amazing. Oh, yeah. That giant ant they built. I wonder if they got rid of it, but for a long time at, and I'm sure they don't call this anymore, but at Disney World, there was an MGM theme park. It was like their movie theme park. And there was an amazing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids land where you could like dance around on top of a big giant ant or go inside of a giant milk carton. It was cool. It was really fun. And um, I just always loved that as a kid. I like, this will come back in a couple of things, but I always liked the little world stuff. I always liked when you got shrunk down really small and thinking of that idea. And I think that's one of those things that's cool in movies where sometimes they figure out a fantasy that a lot of people in society have. Uh, I know one you're picking then. Oh. Dumbo. <laughs> Speaking of racist cartoons. Yeah, no, I, I love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and I agree with your pick. Also, that guy who plays the other dad, his great oh, character. Yeah, but he's such a dick in this. He's such amazing. a dick. He's in Dawn of the, the remake, Dawn of Dawn the Dead. Dad, yeah, 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 he's in a bunch of stuff. I was Whenever that guy pops on, I'm like, hey, it's that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> they kill him off real fast in oh, that remake. Oh, yeah. He gets like four minutes of screen time. He gets a nice scene, though. He gets a couple of nice yeah. scenes. Where he gets he... to play the new Roger because they take the blanket off his head. That's right. That's right. And he gets to be a zombie. He gets to be a dad. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm just recommending Dawn of the Dead, which I don't think is streaming. My pick for Disney Plus, my first one, will be I'll go with something that kids would like. 
And I will say I'm a big fan of the Toy Story movies in general. I liked all four. If Walt Disney held a weird gun to my head and I could feel his boner also kind of against me because he had a loaded gun to a man's head, I would pick Toy Story 3. And Toy Story 3 is streaming. It's awesome. It's, spoiler alert, a little bit The Great Escape. It's the great, It honestly is The Great Escape, but with toys. And there's a bunch of cool new characters. And the ending is one of the most epic fucking things I've ever seen. Have you ever seen Toy Story 3? No. Oh, man. Oh, bummer. Have you seen any of the Toy oh, Stories? Oh, man. I didn't see a lot of kids' movies growing up. I think Pixar's a little bit beyond that, though. Like, Pixar... No, I saw... Okay, I saw Toy Story. Yeah. I think I saw Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 is great as well. I'm not exactly sure. I like Toy Story 2. They're all great. I mean, they all have schmaltz. And there's always a scene where Randy Newman and Tom Hanks try to make you cry. And a lot of times yeah. they're successful. And you cry like a little fucking wiener. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, it happens. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying Toy Story 3, check it out. What's your next one? This next one, uh, thank you for letting me steal it. Ooh. This is tech. Okay. Because I'd seen Deadpool. Yes. And I saw the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yes. But I didn't see any like Marvel movies. I, I want to. I well, Guardians this- is MCU. Hmm? Guardians is MCU. I know. That I was know. just like a Chris Pratt movie to me. Yes. Yes. This was the first real Marvel mm. movie I saw. Yeah. And I fucking fell in love with it. Yeah. It's Thor Ragnarok. It's fucking good. So good. It's also kind of the first, I mean, obviously what TD had been around making stuff, you know, Flight of the Concords and what we do in the shadows. And I mean, he had been kind of this up and coming yeah. indie comedy darling, but for then him to make this big blockbuster MCU movie yeah. that revitalized the Thor was kind of dead. Like the franchise was a little dead in the water. The, Branagh one, and then the other one, they were kind of boring-ish. They weren't as Thor, you know? Yeah, this is super Thor. This is weird. It was epic. It was amazing. It has the best use of Led Zeppelin in a fucking movie ever. Oh, my God. Why did it take them three movies to figure this out? I guess because they needed Watiti. Yeah. Like, why aren't you using Immigrant Song? Why aren't you? Like, and also, how many Oscar winners are in it? They're Oscar nominees. I mean, there's so many. Hopkins, Kate Blanchett. Yes. Kate Blanchett is so she good. She's so good. Hella, she's one of the coolest villains in the history of cinema, in my opinion. She's so dope. And um, Goldblum. And also Goldblum as the other, yeah. like, as the weird anti-hero villain. Spoiler alert, but when they're on his, when they're trying to escape on his birthday yacht. Oh, my God. And his hologram keeps showing, it's my yeah. birthday. It's my birthday. Hey. I, I, <laughs> it's amazing. I love the, uh, the scene, like, the end credit scene where he's just like, look, uh, Congratulations, you got back your freedom. And I understand you might be upset with me, but in order for there to be a revolution, you have to revolt against somebody. So, yeah. you know, maybe a thank you. <laughs> also, Watiti, uh, an amazing actor as well. Oh, yeah. he, he has a cool part in it, and they cut Thor's hair, and it looks dope. I realize his hair is like a thing, mm. but it's super distracting when it's long. Yes, and I think they made the right choice. Yeah. I think they made the right choice. Kept the beard, though. Yeah, beard long. looks great. Yeah, if shit. Thor's beard. I don't know if you knew this, but yeah. um, Hemsworth is a good-looking man. Interesting. Weird concept. And then they do weird, like weird scenes where he takes his shirt off, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Holy sh! I mean, they even make a joke about it I in know. Infinity War, where the I think just Dave Bautista just looks like an angel carved of steel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I yeah, Thor Ragnarok, I can't I can't recommend enough. I think even that's a good jumping off point. If you've never seen any of the Marvel movies, you don't need to know what the hell's going on. 
you just watch it and it's just an awesome movie. Even if you've never seen any of the characters, you have no idea what the shit is happening. Check that shit out. I agree. My next one. Well, then I'll go with that because also they just put it up there. Another one that I think you could watch. It's MCU and you could just watch it as its own thing because it's rad. It got nominated for a lot of Academy Awards. Black Panther. Um, Oh, yeah. Black Panther is so cool. And honestly, like, I know this is going to sound weird coming from, like, you know, a white dildo, but I always wanted to see Black Panther, and I always wanted it to be this cool thing with all the cool, like, black actors in the world in it, and that's sort of what they made. It's awesome. It's so amazing, and the action sequences are it. I know this is going to sound weird, like, Andy Serkis. And he's so good. He's so I don't, like, but... Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. I mean... Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. It's crazy. I The uh, boring guy who plays the king. Yeah, and the... Who the, plays Black Panther, I mean. Also the guy who's his uncle, who's on This Is Us, who I always forget that guy's name, but I love that actor. Ah, God. And Ryan Coogler, I mean, directed Such it. Such a good another, director. You know, like, Such a good director. Bringing another director kind of from the independent scene who was really up and coming and making these really cool movies and having him make Black Panther, and the music is fucking dope, and the action sequences are cool. And like I said, it's another one like Thor Ragnarok where... It doesn't matter if you've ever seen a Marvel movie no. before. You can just watch this movie. It's amazing. Yeah, no. Black Panther or Thor Ragnarok, start with either of those if you want to really now. Now that you're in Prison Planet, want to start doing... The, that's a cool thing. If you want to start doing the MCU, I think these are good places to start. Because you can work backwards. You can go forward. Like This is literally where I came in, actually. Because yeah. Thor came out in November, and then January was fucking Black Panther. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Back to back. Amazing. Yeah, that is true. They did come out together, and yeah. they crushed... And we're not kind of mediocre like Captain Marvel. Sorry. I, I, I love you, Brie. And I love like... Bring back the bangs. <laughs> it was okay. It was good. It just was kind of... Yeah. I was, man, I was really hoping Captain Marvel was going to crush and be like that. Like three awesome movies kind of with these very different sort of takes and have the super awesome female superhero. And it was good. <laughs> There's a lot of dinner table scenes. I don't know. Anyway, That's weird. it is weird. We'll do like an MCU episode one day where we can talk about all this. So what is your next one on Disney Plus? Uh, I'm going in a totally different direction. Ooh. It's while you were sleeping. <laughs> yes. I love that movie. I can't help it. Sandra Bullock, Bill mm-hmm. Pullman, mm-hmm. Peter Gallagher, Gallagher <laughs> the dad, Frank Boyle. Yes, yes. Yeah, everyone in that movie is so good. Also, if you need a lighthearted comedy to bring you up in dark times, it's while you were sleeping. I agree. It's a rom-com in Chicago. The guy falls on the train. I love the Sandra old- Bullock pulls him off. Yeah. Pretends to be his fiance. Yeah. The movie is so delightful. You got old Logan Square mm-hmm. in there. You got yeah, lots of old Chicago stuff. Yeah. She works for the CTA. I know we always say that, but it yeah. is kind of it's a very Chicago thing where I was like, this is actually something people someone in Chicago might actually be doing. Yeah. And yeah, I I adore that movie. I really do. And there's a line in there that I've been using ever since, which when I was younger because this came out in like 95, mm-hmm. my parents did not like me saying, but they offer the grandma or the aunt some wine. Right. She goes, "I don't drink anymore." And they go, "Oh." And he goes, she goes, "I don't drink any less either. Fill it up." <laughs> You know what I was thinking about? It's kind of like while you were sleeping is sort of a less weird overboard, you know? Super less weird. <laughs> Except yeah. for that scene where she does give a coma out Peter Gallagher a handy, which I felt was a weird scene. I felt that was, that was, I felt weird I about think, that. I think that's one of the things that you drifted off again. Interesting. Interesting. It might have been a different movie. I'm not normally wrong, though. I normally am mm-hmm. always right about. Weird romantic comedies. But yes, I also highly recommend While You Were Sleeping. And if you've never seen it, if you want to get on a Sandy Bullock kick or yeah. a Bill Pullman kick or an old Chicago movie kick, these are all good. And it's one of those ones, too, where I, 
I don't know. Can, yeah, kids can kind of. I watched as a kid. I, think, I watched as a kid. It's yeah, fine. I think me and my mom went and saw it when, at like the dollar fifty movies, yeah. when I was like eleven or whatever when it came out. The only weird scene in there, mm-hmm. which aside from the hand job you just invented, mm-hmm. is his mom putting her hand down his pants to see if you really had one testicle. Moms are allowed to do that. Yeah, of course. Not while you are alive or like sentient. No, no, no. If you're in a coma, in a your coma mom is allowed to dead. check and make sure your testicles yes. are okay. But not if I am awake or even asleep. Don't do that. Don't do that, moms. That's weird. Yeah. Just Blockbuster Film School going on record on that one. Okay, so. Does your dad still listen to these? Uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yeah. Dads also are not. Dads are ne- Even if you're in a coma, Never. dads are not allowed to do Never. That. No. 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 Uh, <laughs> Okay, so with that transition, <laughs> I, I'm also going to go with a romantic comedy that is a feel-good thing, a take on Taming of the Shrew that mm. uh, came out when I was in high school, about high school people, genuinely starring a lot of people who were in their early 20s, so it appeared like they might be in high school, not like the classic 80s thing where everyone was 35 years old. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like, yeah, we're going to go to the prom. <laughs> I said, I'm coughing cigarettes. Yeah. Fuck. Not because Judd Nelson was 40. <laughs> Although I do love the Breakfast Club. And I still like that my fantasy football team's logo, which I would put on the side of a helmet, is Judd Nelson putting the diamond earring in that Molly Ringwald gives him. I adore that. Anyways, but it is 10 Things I Hate About You. It is classic. Take on Taming of the Shrew. Heath. Yes, Heath, Heath Ledger, R.I.P. Julia Stiles at the height of Julia Stilesness, Third Rock from the Sun. If you want to see all the kind of coolest, funniest character actors and kid actors from around 2001 doing their best and weirdest and really making a mountain out of a molehill with that script. I mean, if you really kind of sit back and listen to the script, the script is kind of dumb sometimes. But the actors are so charming and they're so able to pull shit off. And it just, it comes together and everybody's great in it. Everybody's great in it. And it's one of the few times where someone takes a Shakespeare play and turns it into a modern thing that I thought really kind of kept the spirit and kept a lot of the sort of intricacies and, the, you know, what really makes his comedies work, the farceness, the mayhem of it, all the different pieces having to fit together in all these insane ways. And I thought they pulled it off magnificently. I'm just saying, if you want to forget your life and not be down for an hour and a half, like almost exactly an hour and a half, like one of those perfect sort of pieces, check out 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Um, what's another one, Nick? Unless you have 10 Things I Hate About You thoughts. David Krumholtz is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also got- that, that guy who started a cult, that guy, that one pretty oh, boy guy. Oh, that guy. I know, but he's really good in it. He is really good. He plays such a great douchebag. I know. I know. What's that guy's name? I'm going to look it up real quick. That guy started a cult. I but- think it's Peter Jackson. <laughs> well, he has a different cult. Yeah. He started a money cult with hobbits <laughs> in it. I'll look that up. What's your next one? My next one is a weird pick even for me, but it is Three Men and a Baby. Ooh. Now, did that guy hang himself in that one scene with the ghost or whatever? I don't know. I'm literally just recommending it because there's a ghost, (laughs) and the three leads are very charismatic and 80s funny. Fuck yeah, they are. Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, and Steve Gutenberg. That's right. And the baby was Scarlett Johansson. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That I don't would know. Be cool. The, I don't know who the baby was, but no, that movie's hilarious. Yeah, I saw that movie in the theater. And that's gonna sound insane, but my mom, when I was a little kid, would take me to random movies to go see crazy. Yeah, Brad, Super producer Brad Depp's also nodding, and my mom wanted to see it, and I remember going to the movie theater in the '80s, and I saw that, and it was delightful. Yes, 
right? <laughs> Some smooth camera movements. <laughs> Slow zooms. When was the first time you saw Three Men and a Baby? Uh, we rented it from this super weird non-blockbuster VHS store. Mm. My parents used to rent the Burbs oh, yeah. once a month mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. somebody was just like, we bought you a copy. Oh, no. Yeah, my dad bought that on VHS immediately. <laughs> as soon as as soon as it came out. Um, also, that guy's name is Andrew Keegan. Yes, it is. The weird yeah. guy who started a cult from... Dick. <laughs> he wears a fedora now, and nobody with a fedora could be an asshole. Literally, unless your first name is Indiana, don't wear a fedora. The dog's name was Indiana. Or maybe Freddy Krueger. But then you're a, a child murderer who got murdered by parents. I'm just... It's still not a good look. But... Yeah, I know, Three Men and a Baby, yeah. I, you know what's funny? Is I haven't seen it, though, in a long time. I Neither have I. I saw it in the theater, and I think I rented it from Blockbuster on VHS, and that's the last time I saw it. So I will be one of those people during Prison Planet who will probably go back and take your advice and check it out, because I like watching 80s comedies. I like looking at all the stupid clothes that they're wearing. Oh, this movie's full of stupid clothes. <laughs> Tom Selleck's mustache has its own agent. Oh, <laughs> okay, um... What's my, your next hot pick? Thanks, man. My next Nick pick. Uh, I don't like this. You don't like that? You don't like that it, it rhymes? I kind of like it. And uh, shout out to Margaret. She thinks it's great, too. And she's the one who keeps saying it. She's like, Nick, what are your, what's your Nick Fine, pick? Fine, keep it. Hi, Meg. <laughs> so my next one is the 70s actual Disney. It's my first actual Disney movie I think I'm doing on Disney+. Plus. Maybe Pretty much my only one I'm doing. We'll do a different thing about kids' movies. We're going to do that at some point. But... It was my favorite Disney movie growing up. I had it on VHS. The 70s animals and awesome voices and folk rock soundtrack Robin Hood. I adored it. It is super cool. I find it still one of those ones where if like I have to watch kids or something, I turn that on because it's actually a good movie and it's not annoying and it has good music and some of the jokes actually land and it's actually kind of exciting. Some of the scenes... The scene where the classic scene where Robin Hood shoots the three arrows at the tournament into the same arrow, bang, 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 is to piss off Prince John. I mean, it's it's awesome. I adore it. And I don't know. Have you seen the animated Robin Hood? I didn't see a lot of Disney movies as a kid. That's okay. Your parents kept you in that cage. No, my parents <laughs> got tired. Literally, my parents got tired of me asking for such weird movies by mm, directors. Mm. I'm like, can we go to Blockbuster and get a Kubrick movie? Uh, Fine. I don't care. Just uh, stop. Remember my dad giving me shit because I made him take me to a Jim Jarmusch movie. (laughs) But then he's just like, we get in the car. He goes, he goes, we're going to fucking all the way to Northside. So you can watch some fucking drug addict movie. I go, I don't know if they're drug addicts. (laughs) I will say this though. You have experienced this with me. Sometimes when we're shooting guns, we listen to the soundtrack of Robin Hood and it's, kind of perfect for just kind of shooting guns and drinking. I don't know. So I don't know what that says about Robin Hood, but. It, I mean, I don't get it when we're shooting the BB guns, but you always play fun. It. I don't know. It's Robin Hood and Little John walks through the forest, fucking just doing whatever the shit they want to do. And maybe that did get inside my head of being a weird good guy bandit. Hmm. That's interesting. I think that's your whole vibe. Interesting. <laughs> now that I think about it. Also, I don't wear pants and I shoot arrows. You know what? And I have a feather in my hat. Interesting. Okay, what is your last pick for Disney Plus? My movie is a little underseen indie film. I think everybody should see this. It's, it's very small. Yeah. No budget. No budget. 
It's called The Empire Strikes Back. It's a movie about Castro taking back Cuba. <laughs> Which that Soderbergh Castro is really good. Yeah. I really like the first half, especially the mm-hmm. first movie. Yeah, that's a little indie movie. Yeah, no um, one's ever seen it. There definitely wasn't a time in my life where my parents were getting divorced and I watched it every single fucking day to escape into a different reality. That was definitely not something. And it is truly one of those ones where, same thing, if Walt Disney and his boner and his gun press up against me and say, you need to write a screenplay down just from memory, I think I could get pretty fucking close. I think I could, you know, like exterior above the planet of Hoth, the Star Destroyer. The one, you know, I mean, I just pew 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 pew. Yeah, the <laughs> they shoot down the probes. I do have a very small mm. recommendation for how mm. to view this recommendation because I didn't see this movie in like sixteen years, seventeen years until you and I were living together the first time, and it was after the Super Bowl when oh, all the yeah. snow hit here yes. and um, Katy Perry and the shark. Oh. Remember that halftime? I, I love that halftime show. Well, I came back to the apartment after Super Bowl was over. Like, you want to watch Empire? I go, yeah, let me eat a handful of mushrooms. <laughs> and it was one of the best fucking moving going experiences of my life. If we're on this, because spoiler alert, my last pick is Return of the Jedi. So we'll just kind of have these as combo. The Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest movies ever made. It is unstoppable. If you don't like it, it is only because something bad happened to you and your personal taste has affected you in some sort of way. Even if you don't like Star Wars, even if you don't like sci-fi. Because I don't like Star Wars. I know. It's beyond that. It is so good. It is so well-crafted. The acting, the costumes, the writing, Kushner directing with Kazdan writing, really creating this kind of upping it. You know, they had made the yeah. first one that George Lucas had tried his hardest to screw up, but the actors and the special effects had, and Alec Guinness saved, and I don't know, John Williams. John Williams had saved. And Wait, who's John Williams? John, he, um, he is a guy who is oh, a wait, wizard who saved American Hollywood movies. Is he Billy D. Williams' brother? He is. Okay. He is. Billy D. Williams is in this movie. Lando Calrissian. All of the sets, all the different planets, expands the Star Wars universe. But beyond the nerd stuff, it just is this story about trying to figure out who you are, what you're supposed to be doing with your life, and coming up against your own fears, your own family. What is your family? Who are the people you care about? It's wild. And still the... It's why I kind of hate the modern Star Wars stuff because the Yoda stuff in that is so well-written and it's so spookily spiritual. And it kind of, even if you maybe are a person who is spiritual in your life but not into religion, it kind of has this weird way to peer inside of you and give you something else and kind of be like, oh, I do sort of agree with that, that there is this thing that connects us, the trees, the stone, everything. Like, you know, and Dreamboat Child Mark Hamill, you know, Dreamboat Carrie Fisher. I mean, it literally, everyone looks like... Looks Harrison so, Ford, oh. more stone than in any movie in his life. His hair looks better than it yeah. ever looked in any other movie. His, and oh. before we move on to Return of the Jedi, yeah. I would like to reference, while we can, mm. a couple of our older episodes, perhaps mm. the John Williams episode. Mm, you should check that but out. But also, sequels better than the original. A hundred percent. I mean, Way it's, back. It is the... The creme de la creme of sequels better than the original. I mean, the original Star Wars has that thing because it was the phenom. It was the lightning bolt. It came out. No one can ever take that away from it. But there is no Star Wars like there is now without The Empire Strikes Back. Without it solidifying and people being like, oh, shit, this is actually good. And not just good. The fact that it didn't win Best Picture is ridiculous. It should be up there in, like, the top ten pieces of cinematic art. Just of, honestly, like, what it is. It's ridiculous. I mean, 
that end sequence with the lightsaber battle, and then it ends with this sequence, which, spoiler alert, has maybe the craziest twist in the history of cinema that everyone still talks about. And if you ever show it to a kid who doesn't know it, watch their face, because, like, it's unbelievable. And, yes, I agree. And then I have a soft spot for The Return of the Jedi. It was the first Star Wars movie I ever saw, which is also an element. I used to crawl out of my playpen and rewind The Return of the Jedi before I knew how to read over and over again and watch it, not just because I wanted to see Carrie Fisher in the little slave outfit, but because it also has that sort of crazy, if you want to start to see Lucas start to deteriorate because of cocaine, you get to see it. But he's still got a little bit of the magic left, so it has this chaotic insanity to it. Do you like Return of the Jedi, Nick? No. <laughs> what? Just just flat out, this is bad, it's not a good movie. It's not all bad, but I mean, I don't want to watch it. Okay. Well, I will say this. The opening, the first act of Return of the Jedi is unbelievably good, where they come to save Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt, and it ends with this pirate walk the plank, Carrie Fisher choking out a big alien slug, and Boba Fett getting eaten by a giant asshole. And I mean, it's just chaos and mayhem. Yeah, and then there's, like, teddy bears who eat people who then take on the Empire. I understand it gets ridiculous, but during that whole thing, there's this really, I think, some of the best writing in the entire series with Luke and Vader and his ostensibly weird grandfather having this weird family fight where they're not even fighting. They're just arguing about what is the nature of good and what is the nature of evil. And I love the ending of that movie, not when they... I want to, like, I want to... okay. I like it. I just don't like the parts with the fucking Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> that is everyone's hang up. Yeah, and I understand. I it's yeah. yes. It is such a shame because there's so much of it that is good. But George Lucas was so high on cocaine and power that he was like, no, there needs to be something that I could sell as toys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were like, okay, calm down. And then he like pulled out a baseball bat and started smashing up all the models they had. That took years to make. And he was like, I'll show you what takes years to make. And then just starts hitting people. And they're like, ah! Like, nerds are running. That was one day at Lucasfilm that that happened. But check it out. I love Return of the Jedi. And you can see for yourself. You can see for yourself. Watch. That's another one. If you've never seen the Ridge Tridge or you haven't in a long time, what the fuck else you got to do? Yeah. Watch the Ridge Tridge. Watch the whole I goddamn thing. That. Yeah. Fully check it out. That. Check it the fuck out. It's good. It is good. It's and, a trap. And if nothing else, if you're a nerd, who, whenever anyone's like, have you seen Star Wars? And you have to be that, literally that like, uh, like, I never seen it. Like, just just see them now. You have nothing else to do. And then, if you hate it, you can have an actual informed opinion. At least you have that. You'd be like, I don't like it. And then you could be like, you know why? Because the first one has a lot of trite dialogue in it. You're like, well, okay. All right, well, I see what you're saying. But uh, have you seen young fucking Harrison Ford? You're an idiot. Anyways, I think that was our Disney Plus. What do you think, Nick? Pretty good. We're definitely attracted to Harrison Ford and Chris Helmsworth. <laughs> that is, yes. Yeah. And I have a thing for baby Mark Hamill, I'm not going to lie. And baby Carrie Fisher. Like, fabulous. Oh, she's great. She's great. Definitely baby Carrie Fisher. I think that was the first person I ever saw in a television screen where I was like, I'm attracted to you. And I was a small child, and she was a grown woman. And it's a little weird. But what are you going to do? I think it'd be weird if it was reversed. (laughs) If Carrie Fisher saw you as a baby, went, oh, my God. That was just my fantasy as a child. Yeah. Anyways, that was our Disney Plus. Check those out. We're going to have some more stuff coming for you. Super producer Brian Tubbs is doing a great job. While you're locked down in Prison Planet, we love you. We're doing our best to keep in touch. If you're in your apartment or your house by yourself, 
keep coming back. We'll try to keep you company. Uh, like, subscribe, hit us up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher Overcast, Overcast, Undercast, Indocast, Cast, Tasticast, Casticast, all cast the movie, cast, cast away the podcast network. Check them all out. And uh, we love you. And you're in your house. Do drugs. Have a good time. We'll see you guys later.